out there. And so thankful for all of that. We've got to celebrate Hunter. So let's celebrate God a little bit. Let's pray together and uh, enjoy our morning, okay? Father, I want to thank you so much for this great day. Um, I'm thankful for the worship, thankful for the singing, thankful for our hearts, just, uh, Lord, that we could sing songs to you, uh, thinking deeper uh, about you, toward you, uh, drawing near to one another as we do that. And Lord, I want to thank you for my brothers and sisters just being here in support and encouragement of one another. And Father, I pray for you that you would be with the ones who are not here today, uh, lots of different reasons, uh, illnesses, vacations, little things like that. Pray that you would... Uh, or things like that. It's not always little. Pray you take good care, encourage them, bless them, draw them near to you, Lord, and uh, and just be with us through the rest of this time. I pray that you would move me out of the way, Lord, and that you would share through your Spirit the things that you would um, want us to be encouraged about. And help us just to settle in and here. And we love you. It's in your Son's name we pray. Amen. So, um, question for you, rhetorical, by the way. You don't have to yell these things out. What would you do if you had a million bucks? Like, say someone walks up to you after church, and they're like, oh, by the way, Eric Miller, um, here's a million bucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't have to give it, right? Um, just, just a million bucks. I mean, just hand it to you. You're walking through, and all of a sudden, boom, there's Connor. million bucks. Uh, wow. Hey, I have a million... Or should I say a million dollars? I remember the Geico commercial, okay? Forget the million bucks. You have a million dollars. That's pretty important. Brigner, you would share with me, right? You wouldn't keep it all to your... I mean, Gamp, you wouldn't share all that, right? You'd or keep all that. You'd share it with me. What if, you, um, what if your house and your cars were all paid off? I know you'd rather have the million bucks because you could take care of that and deal with, your, deal with the extra. But what if, you, what, what if everything, if you're debt-free... No big deal. Um, everything's covered. What if you made all A's? What if all your, your, you got 100s on every test, in every class, on every report card, or, or she, or when you graduate from college, your transcript says, man, check this out, summa and everything, you know, super honors. What if that were you? I mean, think into these things for a minute. I want, I, there's something I want you to settle into. What if this were you? What if the million bucks really was real? I know it gets you kind of excited or it gets you kind of like, oh, yeah, right, that's never going to happen. Debt-free. Great reports. What if you were the most popular person at work? What if everybody really, really loved and liked you? And what about at school? What if you were that person? And for the right reasons, in both cases, work and school. Did I mean you were the dude or you were the girl? These kind of things we battle and wrestle with. What if you had faith? The kind of faith that God really, really presses into us about. There's so many things that we hope for and want for that are so short-lived and, 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 and short-term. But what if you really had faith in Jesus and in God and what he's calling us to in our lives? 
Listen to the story we read just a few minutes ago um, for the scripture reading. When they had come to, or when they came to the crowd, a man approached them. This is Matthew 17. They've been on the, the Mount Transfiguration, and Jesus and, and the guys come down. It says, that when it came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and his son is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. Everything settled. In, in one of the versions, this man, you know, Jesus presses this man a little bit, and all things are possible for those who believe. All things are possible for those who believe, and he says, I believe, help my unbelief. He, he says, I, I think I have faith, help my lack of faith. I, I think I trust you, help me the, where I don't trust you. Well, then later the disciples come to Jesus in, in private and say, why couldn't we drive him out? And Jesus replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if, you've had, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will be moved. Nothing will be impossible for you. Why, why couldn't we cast out the demon because you have such little faith? I'm telling you, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, man, those things are pretty little. I mean, really, really, really little. If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you say this mountain, be moved, and it would be moved. And, and, so, and so we're pressed with this thought. We're, what, what we often do with this is we go, wow, yeah. Man, I would love to have mustard seed faith. We carry little mustard seeds around, little mustard packets, and we have ladies' days and retreats, and we hand out little mustard seeds. And it's supposed to remind us, if I could just have mustard seed faith, and Jesus is going, I don't want you to have mustard seed faith. I'm making a point. God is so Big, so bigger than big in your mind, so, so greater than great in your mind. I'm saying just your tiniest little uh, of faith would move mountains. Be cool if you had like radish size or tomato size faith, or maybe in a watermelon. Imagine that one. Basketball, I don't know. Maybe a boastable. I don't, get some real faith. But I'm just talking mustard seed. What if you had faith like this building instead of just mustard seed faith? He's just making a point. Man, when you're trying to get through church service and your, your daily spiritual life, reading your chapter in the Bible and trying to get that two-minute prayer in before you fall asleep, if you just could muster up just the, just the mustard seed of faith. Just a little bit. You can't even see it. If Ari had it in her hand, I wouldn't be able to see it from here probably. Jimmy's holding it in his hand. I'm, I maybe have a shot. If you could just, if, do your, these synapses, just spark one time with faith. Just once. 
Real belief. Boom, where'd the mountain go? What was here? I don't remember. This little tiny mustard seed blocking it out. But what if? What if it were bigger than that? We like to marvel. Well, we, we love to marvel at, at celebrities and superstars. It makes us feel better about ourselves, I think, a bit. And so, so we, we do these things with the, with the spiritual celebrities as well. Think about Peter. And, and Peter's the guy we're going to wrestle with a bit today. You know, Peter's on the water, or Peter's in a boat. And, 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 and he's on the water. The boat's in the water. The disciples are in the boat with Peter. And, and a storm's uh, kind of kicking up the, 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 the lake a lot. The Sea of Galilee here, it's really, really pitching the boat and causing a lot of problem. And they're kind of creeped out. And Jesus comes walking out. It's like really late at night. And you see the fog, you know, coming off the water and all the, all the stuff that's going on. And they're really scared because there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, cultural belief about this, this water and what, what it really meant. So they're really creeped out. And, and Jesus comes walking, scares them all. They think it's a ghost. And Jesus says, don't be afraid, it's me. I'm, I'm the one. Don't be scared. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And we say, man, Peter is really dumb. <laughs> that boy's crazy. He's always getting, he's always shooting off his mouth. He's always saying things he shouldn't say. I'm saying that's the kind of faith I really would like to get to. Lord, if that's you... If this is what you're doing, call me out. I want to be there. And there's so many metaphors here about this, the sea and what it means to us and how we lay our best laid plans and we think with our greatest thoughts and we, we develop programs and organize and get our heads together to try to fix this thing so we build a boat to get across the sea. Only problem is sometimes there's a really bad storm. And the only person that can get you through what's going on is Jesus. And actually, preferably, he would rather you just trust him. Just trust in him. And Peter's saying, I like the boat. I'd rather be with you. (laughs) I'm I'm, going to take my odds with Jesus on the water than stay in the boat. And wouldn't that be a crazy place to get to in our lives? And I'm guessing he's saying, not to a mustard seed yet. Man, this is just like woke up today. Get on the water. It's time to walk. But Peter falls victim to all the things we do. He's, he gets out of the boat and he's walking to Jesus as Jesus calls him to him. And, and the scripture says he starts to see the wind and the waves. He starts looking around at all the problems and all the trouble and all the issues and everything else. And he begins to sink because fear starts to well up in him. Doubt starts to, to, to roll up in him and starts to sink. Lord, save me. Very confident. Mm, mustard seedy kind of faith, probably. And uh, Jesus, Jesus saves him. We like marveling at guys like that. We love guys like Noah. Wow, what a guy. He worked on the ark for 120 years. Hey, ding dong, when's it going to start raining? Hey, boy, I see it clouding up over there in the east. Uh, the creeks are all dry this week. No, I don't think anything's going on. Day after day after day, week after week after week. Man, can you imagine his sons? Hey, what's that big weird thing your dad's building in the backyard? Is it flooding yet? 
Looks like you got on your high water pants. Man, I had to live with that one growing up. That's messed up. But on and on and on, making fun, taunting, and then it started to rain. And for 120 years, he held out because he believed that God was going to do what he said he would do. He was, he was on board with it. And the weird thing about faith is it presses us beyond what we want. And there is our biggest struggle in our culture today. We can have everything we want. Why have faith? Man, you can have cheeseburgers fast. You can have french fries. You can go to Dick's Sporting Goods and get anything you need. Golf balls, running gear, everything else. Why wait? But Noah waited and waited and waited and waited, and then it began to rain. And then everybody really liked this boat. <laughs> That's a really nice boat you got there. You can't, you can't commit. And, and, and we love marveling at a guy that holds out like that. I know they picked on his kids for a while. They weren't picking on him anymore. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? So the king says, you're going to bow down to this this massive God of gold that I've built, honoring, it's honoring himself, it's an image, honoring himself, Nebuchadnezzar. He says, if you don't bow down, we're going to throw you in the furnace. And they say, we, we don't have to, we're not going to respond to you in this. We, we know that the God whom we serve is able to save us from your hand, is able to save us, and he will save us from you. Now, listen to what they're saying there. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are saying, I know that God can save me from this fire when you want to throw me in. And if you throw me in, I know he can. But I know if he doesn't, he's still going to save me. It might not happen here. But when I'm finished here, I'm with him there. So whatever has to happen, I'm not bowing down. They could have done anything. I mean, you've done it before. I slipped. There was a banana pill. And I just slipped. I didn't mean to bow. It was just an accident. I thought he said, don't bow, so I bowed. I mean, I mean, you could do anything. You know how we are, and we try to wrestle with that kind of stuff. How about a centurion that, that comes to Jesus and says, man, um, my servant is sick. I need you to heal him. Let's go. No, 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 you don't have to come to my house. You don't even have to show up. I'm a man who's in command of other men. I have someone over me, and I have people under, un, under me. And, and, and what I say, they do. A little wordy there, but New Testament stuff. And Jesus says to him, I have not seen such great faith in all of, in all of Israel. And, 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 the, and the press here is, he's saying, you get this, that I command life. I'm, I'm in charge of everything. A woman with the issue of bleeding, if I could just touch the hem of his garment... When Kendall was like four years old, we, we, uh, since she was old enough to run, we made this weird little, um, hey, daddy's home kind of thing at our house. And, and, and it used to be the, the parsonage over here. And um, they had the steps, they kind of, um, they went up and then they turned, and there was a landing, they turned left and there was a landing and then they turned completely back the other way and, and went up again into the family room. And there was probably like seven or eight steps on that last stretch. And I would come, you know, from the basement, the garage, up the stairs. And, 
And after I would get so high, she would come running. You know, I'd hit that last landing. She would come running and just throw herself out over the stairs, and I would catch her and say, Daddy, and I'd give her a hug. Some of you heard this story before, maybe 100% of you. um, But it's very good to make this point, okay? And so, um, so one day, it's been a crazy day at intermission, probably a little bit of a crazy day with some things here, and I'm, I'm coming home, and I have a bunch of stuff in one hand, I've got a backpack in the other, and I'm just tons of, st- I'm, I'm like lugging up, and I'm thinking about all this other stuff, and then this thought went through my head. I heard these running steps, and did they quit? You know that feeling like, Hey, wait a minute. I think Kendall is, and I look at it, and she's flying through the air. (laughs) I got all this stuff in my hands, you know, and I'm like, and I land on my chest, and I dropped everything and and got a hold of her. And uh, that's faith right there. (laughs) First of all, that I would catch her. I'm kidding. I'm pretty good at catching. But that that, that daddy's just going to get me, right? I just want to get there. And that's what God has called us to in faith. The difficult thing for us is that we really like what we're doing. We like our lives and, and everything that, that, that our lives are about. And we have bought this, this story about faith, this comfort and this uh, safety thing about faith. That whatever I'm doing, all I need to do is ask God to join me and trust him to work in my life, and I have faith. The only problem is it doesn't fit any of these scripture. In fact, the one about, listen to this one about Abraham. I skipped over here uh, for better, this is a better time to tell this part. Listen to this. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Hey, Abraham, where are you going? I, I don't know. What do you mean? I, where, where, like when you and your family leave here, what direction? What did you type into Google Maps? I didn't type anything. Well, what way are you going to drive down the highway? I don't know yet. <laughs> I know I was hanging out with my family that I love and my extended family that I, and my extended family that I love and... God said, I need you to go to this place I'm going to give you as an inheritance. And I don't, know, I don't know where I'm going, but wherever he's taking me, I'm going to follow. And you hear people say things like, if you really want to trust God, then ask him what he's doing, listen, and go join. And that's probably the best way for me to grasp and share what God is really calling us to and what he's saying here with Abraham. When, he, when, he, when God asked him to go, he just went. Listen to that again. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive in his, as inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. I mean, that would mess some of you up. I know your little very detail-oriented brains. I got to know where we're going, how long we're going to be there, when we get back, where we're going to eat at along the way, how much money I'm going to need. I'm going to really know... And some of that is a gift, and some of that is control. Gift is awesome. It's from God. Control is not. 
Gift is a great blessing. You help us keep things organized. Control is this thing's getting out of my hands and I don't feel safe here. So dial it in and tell me what's going on. The only problem with God is he won't tell you sometimes. He doesn't owe us anything. The good life is getting in on his schedule, not us trying to get him into ours. So I guess the, the, the real thing that to do here in this moment would to try to define a bit what faith is then. If we're talking about faith and what all of these guys did, and we love looking at people like this, we love looking at Noah's, we love looking at, at Moses, we love looking at, at Abraham, we love seeing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we like reading these stories, we like hearing Centurion, we love to talk about Peter on the water. Man, that dude really just stepped out on the water. Only one man walked on water. Wrong. There were two. And, and really, Peter walked on water with Jesus. And I think that is the most accurate place or the most accurate description for what God is really calling us to. Get out of your boat. Get out of your little plan and your little organized safety. And start walking where God, Jesus is going. The, 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 the uh, online description, faith, complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Or strong belief in God or in the doctrines of religion based on spiritual, ap- anyway. Strong belief in God complete trust or confidence. Hebrews 11 says this, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. And that's what Abraham, you know, you see him wrestling. What, I'm going to give you a slant of it. Where? I don't just go. I'm, I'm just following. Here's, here's, here's my jumbled up definition. Stay with me on this. Faith is not just a belief that God is or exists. Remember James says that even the demons believe and shudder. It is the belief in him that he, that he is who he says he is. He means what he says he means and will do what he says he will do. It's growing to love what he loves and really wanting to be more like him instead of trying to will myself to change, trust him to change me. Faith is also knowing the difference between him and me. By the way, you know the difference between God and you? God didn't wake up this morning thinking he was you. He knows who he is. And that's a good one because we often get that confused and think we're him. I had to explain that one away. So a question. Have we settled into a control and safety type of faith? Instead of the faith that God has really, really called us to. Toby Mac has a song out. It's pretty, pretty, it's going, you know, it's pretty hot right now. It's on a new CD. It's called Beyond Me. Here are some of the lyrics. Listen in just a moment. We'll be finished, okay, here shortly. Call it a reason to retreat. I've got some dreams that are bigger than me. I might be outmatched, outsized, the underdog in the fight of my life. Is it so crazy to believe? I know some of you are singing a song in your head right now. It's good stuff, isn't it? That you gave me the stars, put them out of my reach, called me to waters a little too deep. I've never been so aware of my need. 
you keep on making me see, it's way beyond me. So, so in case you're not following along, he's saying, everything God has called you to do is so beyond what you're capable of. And what, when we settle into things that we can control, that's not faith. It's, it's really kind of messed up, actually. It's not faith. It's not close to faith. It's, it's faith in you. It's faith in what you think you can do. And we do that stuff at church. We do it in devos. We do it in, on our own, walking down, driving down the road, wherever. And we, we believe that we're doing something in faith, and it's all in our own abilities. And i got to tell you something. If you can handle what you're doing and you can make it happen, you aren't believing in God. He gave me a mind. Yeah, he sure did, so that he could use it. He gave you a mind and ability so he could use them. He never, ever called you to just stand over there on your own and figure these things out and praise God, hallelujah, I have faith. No. No, the real stories are the ones that were so lost and over their heads that he had to do something to rescue. And those are the ones the world is lo- are looking for. They're not looking for just better people, good people that are dressed up and morally correct. They're looking for people that really trust God and he does something about it. And then you can say, I didn't have a clue what was going to happen. <laughs> But he saved me. I had a friend, uh, Woody Biggs. He's a minister in northeastern Ohio. And he was standing uh, up one day like this, really trying to promote something they were going to do. They were going to have this huge um, revival-type Sunday deal. And, and my recall at the time, uh, they were about 200 in size. And he said, as he was announcing it, we need to get ready because there are going to be 500 people here in a couple of, you know, just a couple of weeks away. And, and they put out this crazy number. And he's like, what did I just say? And then he walked out the back. He said, I walked out the back door. To the, to, as soon as I was finished preaching, he said, God, you have a problem. <laughs> um, I was trusting you to help me here and use me here. You have a problem. Uh, we, need to, we need to get this. And they had way over 500 people at their service. They didn't manufacture. They didn't try to fix it or start some program or start drumming the... They prayed, and they, and they invited, and they encouraged. And people came and had a great time together. Second verse. Anything that I've got the strength to do and over my head keeps me counting on you. I'm leaving the sweet spot, sure shot. I'm trading it all for the plans you've got. Is this so crazy to believe? And then he presses on into that this is beyond me, and I know that you're taking care of it. This is tough stuff. It's difficult for me to step outside of myself and really open the door to allowing God to lead me because we play so safe. Nelson Mandela in his inaugural inaugural speech, wow, it's easy for you to say, said, our playing small never served anybody. And I would say playing safe didn't either. The press is that we would trust God so much that he could use us to do anything he wanted to do. And how do you get there? That would be the great question here. How do I get to faith? How do I get to that kind of faith? And scripture says very clearly, faith comes by hearing. And hearing is through the message, okay, through the word. Faith comes by hearing the message, the message is heard through the word of God. Now, that's, that is 
very real. The struggle for us in real faith is we watch and take in so much more that is all self-help and work it out on your own and don't let your guard down and don't let anyone see you blink and all of that stuff. We take in so much of that that so often our Bible reading time and our prayer life and all of that stuff is, is so watered down by it. We don't really know who he is, let alone who, who, who we are. And so faith comes from the word. Man, you get in the word and you watch God do what he does. You see this Noah stuff and Moses stuff and Abraham and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You see Peter walking on water. You, see, you hear him say, I'm in this safe boat. And I want to be where you are doing what you're doing. That's the real life. It's a lot of adventure. It's not safe. It's crazy fun. Deeply spiritual crazy fun. But you get faith through a couple of other things. Hearing the word, watching, praying, meditating on the word, and experience for sure, right? Experience for sure. When we see God doing what he does in the word, we carve out time to spend time with him and pray. We meditate, but when we take these risks, when we say, I think you're doing this, I think that someone needs a sandwich and I'll help, I'll, help, I'll make it and take it. And, and it, and it works out and it's okay, and you don't get cut or shot or anything else, then, then the next risk you take, you don't go th- like from the beginning, you don't do that on anything else. I've been working on a golf swing, man, I don't want to go back to the beginning every time I go golf. I don't want to start all over again. I want to start where I was. And that's what, that's what you do with faith. You look and you say, hey, um, I, I saw him take care of me here. I bet he'll take care of me here. Man, I saw him rescue them there. I bet he would do that with me. I saw him use them in such a powerful way. I'm sure he would do that with me. And it's so much better than a life of yawning, less than mustard seedy kind of stuff. I mean, you're talking about getting into basketballs and watermelons there, right? Anyway, if you're here today and struggling, I want you to know that God has so much more for all of us. This, this kind of faith, man, it just drives into reconciliation. It fixes God in these moments when people believe this kind of stuff. He fixes things. He rescues, he works in lives, he heals and brings great hope, not only to the person who is who he's using and working through, as we remember how much we love to admire the great celebrities of faith. He wants you to be one, not a celebrity. Obviously, God is the end of all of our faith. That's what makes it so great. Believing that he can do something. But, but, but he wants us to be there. The call is that you can be one too. So if you're here today and struggling with that, man, there'll be an elder on either side of this auditorium that'll pray for you and encourage you. Or if you're, if, if you're not a child of God today, they'll immerse you into him. That, that would be a great day. And an answer to a lot of prayer and, and a lot of people seeing their faith uh, realized. So whatever you desire, why don't you come as we